everybody, it's me Amanda with Once in a Wild and welcome back to another Once in a Wild Wednesday. We're really excited to have yet another special guest on the show and we're gonna learn all about her in just a little bit. If this is your first time joining us, Once in a Wild is a mobile zoo that services South Texas, specifically in San Antonio, Texas. And we've got a native San Antonian uh, to meet you guys today on the live stream. So we are really excited to go ahead and get started and uh, let's just do that. Alrighty, once again, this is Amanda and... Hi, everybody. My name is April Monterosa. <laughs> Wonderful. So we're going to learn all about her in just a little bit. She's really fascinating and we're going to learn everything. And hi over there. She's actually going live over <laughs> on your personal. Is that your personal Yes, page? I'm on April May Media on my Facebook. Wonderful. So we'll talk all about that in a little bit. But before I get started, I always um, want to make sure and mention that we are a mobile zoo here in South Texas that can bring the zoo to you in person, which means we can bring animals to events, uh, classrooms, nursing homes, all sorts of different situations where animals can come on in and make your day better, right? And uh, the best way to support us is by scheduling your own animal encounter right cool. here in town or in surrounding cities to San Antonio. That's perfectly fine too. Let us know as soon as you have a date in mind though, because we are booking those dates, which we are very, very excited for. Um, but let me know if you're interested interested in an in-person animal encounter or even a virtual animal encounter. We can bring the zoo to you virtually on Zoom and you get to pick and choose the animals that you want to meet there as well. Each animal encounter begins with eight animal species, whether it's in-person, or virtually, which is really cool. And we also rely on your donations to keep going, uh, feeding our animals, taking care of them, uh, making sure we have enough staff to take care of all these critters and do all the things we need to do. So if you want to donate to our zoo, we have Venmo, Cash App, and we also have PayPal as well. Um, you can go to onceinawild.com and even donate to our Amazon wish list as well. Those are really fun ways to help us out. So that's over with. <laughs> I just want to make sure and get that out of the way. So we do have another special guest on the show. We've been having lots of those lately. I hope you guys have been enjoying the special guests on the live stream. We don't do it each and every time, but we've had a lot of special guests and we're very happy to have you, April. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Yes. And why don't you let everybody know who you are? What are you doing here? What you do for a living? Anything about you? So again, <laughs> my name is April Monterosa and I'm the CEO of Live from the Southside Magazine. And I highlight all of the Southside San Antonio culture, interesting people, things to do, places to eat, and small businesses. Awesome. So what are some of your favorite places that you've gone and uh, highlighted? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I guess I would have to choose anything on Mission Reach. Oh, the San okay. Antonio River runs through yes. through the majority of the South Side. It's Love very that pretty. Area. Oh, yeah. Hi, Inga. Yes, we can highlight y'all's comments, by the way. If you guys watching want to go ahead and ask questions or say hello, give us some words of encouragement, anything at all, as long as it's family friendly out there, we can highlight your comment down below, as you can see. And uh, Inga is saying hello. Inga was on our show too, not yes, too long ago. Inga is actually a personal <laughs> friend of mine. I've known her oh, for a very long time. What a small world. Yes. We're all meeting, uh, we're, all this, <laughs> we're all friends now, <laughs> which is wonderful. So tell me a little bit more about your background. Are you from San Antonio? Born and raised on the um, south side of San Antonio. <laughs> Um, I owned a spa for about 10 years Ooh. and at the same time I was a travel writer and my niche was small Texas towns. A travel writer? Yes. So I would highlight uh, hidden gems in Texas throughout Texas, oh, mainly so cool. the hill country and the coastal towns. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So what are some things you got to do with that position? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I've been to some really pretty places. Yeah. Uh, vacation spots, lots of wineries, distilleries, oh, okay. <laughs> um, eating some really good food. I've done, I've done all kinds of fun stuff. Awesome. So exciting. Yeah. And then nowadays, what are you up to? 
now I'm all over the South side. Really? really? So like, so for the magazine, this, was a, this was a drive for me. It was like, true. we're all the way on the Northeast side. So in like yeah. the Stone Oak area ish, not to give away where we are. It was, but uh, anyway, <laughs> it was nice to get out of my bubble for a little while. Yeah. The traffic, no, that traffic though. Yeah. The traffic is a little bad. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, I'm around my community. Um, I'm on several boards, mm-hmm. you know, on the South side. So I'm okay. just deeply involved in my community and just, just working all the time. Really. Okay. Thankfully Sounds I love it. Yeah, true. Uh, do what you love. Our life's too short not to do what you love, right? Yeah. But same here. I'm working all the time with our <laughs> little zoo. We had 24 hours a day, <laughs> like we were just talking about not too long ago. And uh, what else do I want to ask you? So, what's your background before, like besides the spa, besides uh, what you do now? What made you want to get into the field that you're in? It was an accident. <gasps> Please. Tell yes, me about it that. was a total accident. So, uh, I was kind of at a crossroads between okay. corporate America okay. and owning my own spa business. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I took to social media to, oh. to get more clientele uh-huh. when I decided to take the leap. Mm-hmm. You, have, but, to, you, guys. Yeah, you have to, guys. You have to. You have to be business. on social media if you own yep. a business. <laughs> um, and then my following just kind of unexpectedly grew. Wow. And I started getting different brands and uh, visitors bureaus reaching out to me. Okay to to collaborate with me mm-hmm. i had no idea that even existed at all i, I mean i was like either. so new to that <laughs> and that's how it happened okay. and then i figured why not bring that type of light to my own south side community and that's of course that's how uh, south side san antonio and life from the south side was born awesome that's so exciting yeah. um so what does your like day-to-day look like or is it like new every day it's new every day i never <laughs> the know the best I'm, part <laughs> it is i never know if i'm gonna be at home and you know be on the computer for eight nine hours mm-hmm. or in you know five six meetings or a speaking mm-hmm. engagement or trying food i, I never know my day is sure. different i think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur you never for know sure what your day's gonna be like it's definitely bonkers <laughs> i'll tell you that it is it is yes and ours too we we travel around doing all sorts of programs and uh entertainment and animal therapy sessions with our clients and whoever and uh even virtual too so you never know what our day's gonna look like somebody could call and schedule something tomorrow so yeah. and if i can fill that i will <laughs> yeah so. i know exactly how that is but it's fun it's oh yeah um, exciting i like uh spontaneity I'm very uh, adventurous. I don't like routine. So I like that my day is different all the time. So what do you like to do for fun then? I kind of mesh what I like to do for fun with my work. Because I I like road trips. I like going to wineries and eating and all that fun stuff. So I'm very blessed that I get to tie that into what I do for a living. Super cool. Yeah. So other than work, though, what do you like to do? Nothing. Nothing. That Be sounds like home, me. Yeah. The rest and quiet. If you can rest, right? Yeah. I like to I read schedule, a lot. I have to schedule my rest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, for real. Pretty much. Yeah, I like to read. I'll kind of okay. catch up uh, on my friends, like Inga's blog, you know, Ooh. things like that. Um, so yeah, that's that's really <laughs> what I do. <laughs> Hi, Allie. Nice to see you. Allie's a friend of mine. How do we find April online? Good question. So I, am on, <laughs> I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You okay. can find uh, Southside SATX or April May Media. Do you want to type in your like either website okay. or you're going to type it in here and then we'll highlight that underneath <laughs> sure. if you don't mind. Not at all. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, let you guys know how to find her. That's very important. We have you guys on the as a special guest, of course. We're talking about you. So yeah, if they I feel like you're going to get that, it right and I won't. Um, okay. visit my website, southsidesanantonio.com, you and you go. can find all of the other ways to find me on social media. So what are you up to like right now, right now? Anything exciting? 
oh, what do I have going Besides on? Besides being yes. here. Right? I'm like, this is exciting enough. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. What do I have going on? Just events coming mm -hmm. up. Uh, mm -hmm. We have the burger showdown coming at Brewster's and okay. the Fall Fest. Uh, we have a, what is the burger showdown? We have about uh, nine chefs from Ooh. San Antonio. And they're, yes, they're competing. Oh. So I get to <laughs> try nine hamburgers on Saturday. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but <laughs> they should call it the Battle Royale with cheese. Well, they might not all have cheese. True, but that's from Pulp Fiction. That's a that's a joke. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we didn't get my joke. So you had mentioned, let's see. Inga says, I love April's tips about fun things to do on the south side. So many restaurants to try, events, and parks. Aw, awesome. thank you. You know what, Inga a lot of posts some awesome pictures. <laughs> yes, Inga's great. She, yes, she is she very is. busy as well. She is. We talked all about that before when she was on here, talking about uh, charter schools, right? Charter yes. moms, yeah. Charter moms. Mm -hmm. So uh, you had mentioned before we started the live that you're used to interviewing other people, right? Yes. So what does that look like for you normally? You're trying to uh, get notes on people before you go write something? Or you what know is the what? purpose? No, um, I'm very, I'm not traditional so okay. to speak when i interview okay. um people i kind of just like to have a conversation right. and just kind of let them be themselves okay. i think uh, especially being in the media world uh yes. people that i do interview they're usually nervous mm -hmm. or oh, I bet. <laughs> or if they're in the media spotlight um they're used to the same questions okay like for Ooh. instance um i got to interview the mayor Wow. And I'm sure people usually ask him the same kind of questions. Yeah. And I asked him what his favorite taco was and, uh. you know, things like that. So I just kind of, I just kind of wing it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, would you like to maybe interview me a little bit? And sure. Give me a taste of that. Sure. I'm putting it on the spot too much. I mean, why not? Okay. So when did your love of animals begin? Uh, pretty much from a very, very small child. I remember like basically um, being in the dirt looking for worms and snakes and snails uh, with my grandma on my dad's side. We would be out in her backyard. She raised boys. So she was used to boys. So she would say, hey, make mud pies. Let's do the slip and slide. Let's, you know, <laughs> and she always had pets. She actually had more pets than like my family did. And I'm an only child, so not a big family. Uh, but I hung out a lot with my grandmas because I'm an only child and they would like you know, borrow me for weekend to weekend and whatnot. Lots and lots of babysitting from grandma and grandpa, wonderful family. Um, but she would always encourage me to just like be myself. She'd take me to SeaWorld. She would take me to the zoo. I actually grew up in San Antonio as well. The San Antonio Zoo and SeaWorld and all kinds of different places, the park. And it really started there. And I've always um, really liked animals that other people don't like. Okay. <laughs> like bugs and snakes and snails and weird animals. The yeah. only ones I don't care for, and it's, it's fully a phobia of mine, are the flying cockroaches. So yeah, those, we're not going to bring those normal. out today. No, and we do, actually do have Madagascar hissing cockroaches, but that's a different species and they're not here today. So <laughs> for April's sake, that she yes. requested. But and yeah, that was the first time I remember. Miss Roxanne animal. is waiting for me to hold something wild. Of course she is. So that will actually happen in just a little bit. So please stay tuned. Um, we always have animals on the program. If you, you've never been here before on Once in a Wild Wednesday, we typically bring about three animals uh, to meet and to talk about and everything. And you're going to meet them. Them as well cool. as they meet them and we'll actually do that last so stay tuned but don't worry <laughs> so i have another question okay for you. yes go ahead. what is your favorite animal that's really hard to answer okay your I top like three animal that's okay um your i love top three. snakes are my favorite animals as a grouping um but i have a lot of animals that i really like 
top three is really hard too. Um, indigo snake is one of my favorite snakes. It's actually a uh, native of the United States and they're an endangered species. They're mostly found in like the Eastern United States, mm -hmm. but they're a really large um, slender snake called a colubrid. It's not like a python and it's not a boa and it's not a venomous snake. Okay. They're kind of like a rat snake or a bull snake. Don't they eat other like snakes? That. They do. Okay. So the indigo snake will eat anything. As long as it's meat, they'll eat eggs, they'll eat fish, <laughs> they'll eat frogs, other snakes, uh, rats and mice and birds. And they're huge, but they're naturally tame to humans okay so or with humans i should say so um scientists that have studied them for a long long time they would go like literally just pick them up not that i recommend you guys doing that because number one they're an endangered species and very protected and it's illegal um also you may not know what kind of snake is what so please don't pick up snakes willy-nilly right um but um historically they've been very very just calm with humans for okay. whatever reason i don't know if they're just like brave uh they don't bite and they're big they're just a big and they're solid black they're hmm, awesome cool. and iridescent. And then my favorite mammal is really hard to pick, but I really fell in love with um, marsupials for one. So like tree kangaroos mm -hmm. and other kangaroos. But I also like babarusas. You know what a babarusa no, is? No, I do not. We don't have a babarusa at once in a wild or an indigo snake, but babarusas can be found at the San Antonio Zoo. Okay. They have, they're a pig species and they're naked. They look like a sholo dog. Are you familiar with a sholo mm, dog? No. It's like a hairless oh, okay, Mexican okay, dog. Yes, they're yes. The, the Mexican hairless. They can be different sizes, but sholo, it's like the 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 dog from Coco okay. Dante yes um but they they look like that with their skin they're a pig they're not very big but they have really crazy tusks that come oh. out of their snout and but they're very very sweet by nature and they're dog like and very smart and then maybe a favorite bird too um favorite bird maybe the cassowary which is another animal we don't have that's a big bird mm -hmm. from Australia that's very dangerous they look like a dinosaur. Oh, they wow. kind of are the cousin of the um, emu and ostrich. And those are also at San Antonio Zoo. And I worked with both wow. those species there. So those are some examples, but there's a million others <laughs> that I That's love. That's cool. I like a variety of animals. It's, it seems that way. What about your least favorite? Other than the, the flying cockroach? Other than that. Other than um, that. You got two more. It's actually monkeys. Really? I think monkeys are really fun to watch at the zoo, but I didn't enjoy working with them. They're actually pretty scary. And... Uh, uh, some of them are. Some of them are very sweet. I actually worked with some really sweet monkeys that liked a little back scratch every now and then. Monkeys are pretty dangerous. They're a little mischievous. Okay. Uh, they like to throw things at you. And that's actually true. Uh, <laughs> they can grab uh, locks and try to, or keys and try to undo the locks. They're very smart. So they're very wow. challenging to work with. They're also a little bit nerve wracking because they can scream and squeal at you and try to get a rise out of you. So they're not my favorite. They're also very dirty. Um, and then what else? Mm. That's, not, that's about it. I mean, there's probably a few other animals that I can't think of right now, but monkeys are not not my forte. Apes in general, wow, I'm primates. At that. Yeah, most people are. But if you've worked with them, you'd understand. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word for they're it. They're a big handful. Don't get a pet monkey. <laughs> so it's the worst <laughs> pet in the world. <laughs> okay, I have one more question. Okay. <laughs> what is the largest amount of animals you've owned at one time? Right now, about 100. Oh my so goodness. Our so family, I'm around 100 animals. <laughs> yeah. So we're actually right here in the house that I live in and we're in the studio right now, which is kind of secluded away from everything else in the house. It's actually our old garage that we converted a long time ago into an art studio. And now it's our studio for once in a while too. Um, with our purple backdrop, we're in the purple void right now, as some people say. But um, uh, in the other rooms of our large, large house, we do have over 100 animals. Some of those are bugs. Some of those are spiders, smaller animals. But overall, there's about 100 of them. Wow. Can you believe that? No. So now, now is the most I've ever had. 
And of course, they're not just pets. They're obviously working uh, animals, ambassadors for their species. I would never condone anybody owning that many pets unless you're a professional. Yeah, for sure. Right. You want to make sure and take all the care of the animals you can. And it's not just me anymore. I actually have staff members to help me out. So nice. Otherwise, nice. I'd be working literally 24 hours a day. <laughs> so tell them about your your presentation, like when you do parties yes. and things like yes. that, because my audience uh, is very kid family friendly. Okay. Of course. Um, and we like to have parties on the south side we of have course. big families and i've done it so, <laughs> so tell us about that yeah absolutely so when you book with once in a while whether it's for a birthday or anything at all you're going to get to pick the animals that you want to meet you can either have a presentation where you get like a show and tell of the animals one by one and we start with eight animal species and you get to pick and choose which ones you want to meet we can be indoors or outdoors about to be winter time so we're gonna have to move indoors only soon if that's okay with you guys we're always wearing our masks and everything <laughs> like that don't worry um and then like i said you get to pick and choose the animals they can be birds mammals reptiles creepy crawlies if you like that sort of thing and all sorts of other things amphibians and um we we basically present them one by one it's very interactive kids are always very excited to see each and every animal no matter what it is and they always have tons of questions of i try to answer all the questions that i can um with you guys as well if you want to ask me some questions today but for the presentation in person is really special because they can see and kind of touch maybe and smell the animal yeah, potentially yeah. and it's a lot more personal i think and then you can also opt to have a petting zoo experience so we can make it more casual to where maybe some of the little ones that don't want to sit down for an hour mm -hmm. and listen to animals because we start with one hour of time trust me it flies by though because those animals are very popular and exciting um and usually the kids keep me longer than an hour which is fine too i'm more than happy to do that um i'm happy that they're curious and, and learning you know yeah. and excited and the adults too it's not just the kids the adults are super into it as well they never leave me alone <laughs> i'm like i gotta go no <laughs> no just kidding um but uh the petting zoo is another option too and we typically bring a grouping of animals that's very very safe for any and everybody to interact with it's, it's going to be a couple of ducks a rabbit guinea pigs a bearded dragon lizard which we're actually going to meet a bearded dragon today on the show and it's going to be tortoises so that's a, a grouping that we start okay. with and then you can add a couple of other animals as well since that's not eight species right that's less than eight you can add more to have photos with or meet outside of the petting zoo as well oh, and nice. we're very very flexible with your scheduling any time of day is fine people ask me that all the time well what, what time can you come over what time do you want me to come over <laughs> it's your party your event so we we cater to you it's like and, a catering service. and tell the audience how to find you guys online. absolutely it's going to be once in a wild.com once in a wild.com it's below on our show right here on the banner of course once in a wild.com but also our number truthfully the best way to get a hold of me is just calling me or texting okay. me at my number that is my number down below but you can find it at once in a wild.com yes. all of you out there over there <laughs> my boyfriend's over here telling you to give me a spider so I didn't actually prepare for the spider because she said I don't no want a spider. But, but okay, maybe so behind the scenes we'll meet a spider and we'll take a photo. That's not going to happen. Anyway, <laughs> uh, if you're watching on April May Media, it's live on here for so I could kind of have it in my little vault. But if you guys have questions or comments or anything like that, go, go to the Once in a Wild feed on Facebook because we can actually see your comments. Yes, it looks so, like we already have so a bunch of So go over there to that, that feed. And I want to let everybody know too, that each and every one of our, um, encounters is is uh, educational and safe so we want to make sure the animals are always safe the people are always safe everything's great everybody's having a great time you're going to learn something even if it is a casual encounter right i am a zoologist and i am very passionate about what i do and all of our staff are very passionate about talking to people about animals and changing your mind about some of those animals yes. you may not like right <laughs> um but even if you don't like the animals that 
maybe your family picked out, you can still learn something about yeah. them, maybe from a, a short distance, right? <laughs> and that's why I feel Let's safe see. because I'm near a professional. Yes, and you're going to be just fine. <laughs> we're, we're not meeting any bugs on the live stream, but maybe behind the scenes we can meet some, <laughs> maybe like behind the glass. How about that? So, yeah, uh, let's, let's see. Let's look at some of the questions. Absolutely. Here. So, some people are chiming in. I'll, Hi, I'll just Eric. go backwards. Okay. Hello, Eric. Hi. Hello, hello. What is April's favorite animal? Great question. Ooh, um, that's hard. Do you have any pets? I have a dachshund. A dachshund? And a chihuahua. Is the dachshund and chihuahua short hair or long hair? Uh, they're both short hair. They're both short hair. Yes. Oh, that's low. All else maintenance. My dachshund <laughs> is extremely spoiled. People have seen pictures of him on my social media. He just had a birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Yes. What's the doctor's Razoo. name? Razu. Razu, what a good name. Yes. And what's the Chihuahua's name? Lola. Lola. Yes. My favorite animal. Oh, that's <laughs> Like tough. wild animal. What's your favorite wild animal? Dogs can be your favorite animal if you want. That's not my favorite animal. It's not? Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I really like snakes. Oh, cool. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> but I like, yeah, I do. Uh, the brighter, the green, the prettier okay. it is yeah. to me. Uh, do I want to carry them? Not all the time i'll touch it okay <laughs> do i want enough. one i actually wanted one as a kid and my mm -hmm. parents were like no way that's a great um animal to love that's my favorite animal too um i like all the the marine life manatees okay. you know dolphins mm -hmm. i've always liked that one and you mentioned you did some kid. stuff for sea world right yes i used to be that. on the wild side blogger team ah right mm -hmm. years ago i think inca was on that with me oh super cool um, so what did that entail just like kind of talking we about pretty much doing. pretty much yeah okay. highlighting all the the, all new the good stuff. stuff they do yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah it's, i loved working at sea world as well i worked there it's, as well it's you know sea world's very um i don't care about the rides or, or anything yeah. like that i'm there to go see the animals <laughs> yeah, and, and their way. landscape the way they have <laughs> yes. it set up it's kind of relaxing it is super relaxing yeah i recommend getting a pass and just enjoying yeah. it where you don't have to i think to it's the colors and then all the the landscaping yes. and the atmosphere is just so fun and yeah. like pleasant and it just feels like going home for me because yeah. i grew up there uh let's see we're gonna go this way now ali says that's a lot of burgers yeah we were talking about the burger <laughs> the, what is it called the 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 burger showdown burger showdown borrow the kid i don't remember what we were talking about that was a while ago favorite animals are hard to choose yes indeed and indigo snake is a good choice thank you very much you know indigo snakes ali ali's a friend of mine Ah, oh, the tree kangaroos. I remember those. They were always so sweet. Yeah, tree kangaroos are my favorite marsupials. Have you seen those at the San Antonio Zoo? They have them there as well. And I think they're I, by the bats, aren't they? No, they're actually over by the, well, they're in the Australian section. So they're kind of by where the, the oh, okay. Australian bird aviary is. Yes. Kind of by, like, on the way to the other kangaroos. So, like, okay. literally right next door to the big kangaroos. And they have their own like special. Remember where the koalas were? Yes, Did yes. You go see the I know koalas? exactly what you're talking about. So now the tree kangaroos are in there because the koalas went back to their I was San Diego the, home. I, I think. was part of the zoo troop too. And the cassowary. Oh, super cool. Yeah. And the cassowary. Yep, one of my favorites. You got to work with one as well. Yes, and they are uh, quite dangerous, right? But I love them anyway. Like working with a dinosaur and monkeys. Yes. Yeah, see, another zookeeper here. Oh my. <laughs> oh my goodness. I agree about the monkeys. The capuchins were devious. Yeah, capuchin monkeys are my least favorite monkeys. They are quite crazy. And oh. Charles is jumping the gun and asking us what animals we're going to see today. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. I think we'll go ahead and start with the animal portion in just a little bit. What are our spirit animals? Ooh, I don't <laughs> sometimes know. Sometimes I feel like my spirit animals are really lazy. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like it's one that bounces off the walls. So maybe depending on my... I don't mood, know. Do Mine, mine's probably like some crazy mystical creature. Do you, are you I don't a fan, know. Are you a fan of Harry Potter? 
No. Okay. I'm not. Never mind. My brother is and my sister in law. They they love that stuff. I'm not. No. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm gonna get back to you on that, Eric. That's a good I would, question. I mean, hmm. Yeah, me too. I've let's think about that for a while. Another snake lover, yay! And birds, birds. Oh, dolphin and birds, yay! And Harry Potter. So Charles, tell us your Harry Potter Hogwarts house. Mine is actually Slytherin, like the snake. It's shocking. Okay, very good. You guys feel free to um, let us know if you want to know anything about the animals as we see them, or if you have any questions about either one of our careers or career paths or what we do for a living, etc. And anything at all, chupacabra. <laughs> The spirit animal or the your favorite animal? I think that's his spirit animal Probably. is what he's trying to say to us. So you're a Hufflepuff. A lot of animal <laughs> lovers are Hufflepuffs, but I happen to be a Slytherin. So there's actually a special quiz you can take online to see what oh, Hogwarts cool. house you were supposed to be in. So shall we start the animal encounter? So I think I'm going to yeah. start with a mammal. Okay. okay. Yeah, sure. And it's a really cute one. Everybody loves her, but she's quite um, pokey and quite sharp. So I'm going to do the holding for you. Okay. But the second animal, sorry, sorry to step away. The second animal, I'm going to actually have you like kind of touch a little bit and stuff like that. So don't worry. So, oh, my, oh goodness. my gosh. It looks like a toy. I'm hold her up to the camera for everybody. <laughs> she does look like a toy. This is Shirley and she is a hedgehog. This is an African hedgehog. So of course they're from yeah right african hedgehogs are from africa there are other species of hedgehogs though from different places like europe um they are from asia as well there's several asian hedgehogs and there's a couple of different african hedgehogs as well <laughs> this is called the african four-toed hedgehog or the african pygmy hedgehog and that just means they're tiny right look at her look, look. At she's that. showing you her four toes <laughs> you got to make sure we count the toes yep four-toed hedgehog oh she's got a little goodness. leg in the air she's sitting back on her own beanbag chair right now <laughs> and these guys of course have a special ability to roll up in a ball very easily just like that and kind of sit on their own bottom like that and kind of tuck and roll but it also serves the purpose of um, protection right so she's covered in spines and she might hiss at us, but don't worry, I won't let her get you. So that's just a, that's her, her voice. That's her way of saying, hey, please don't eat me, <laughs> et cetera. And that's how they stay safe. Because a hissing animal is usually a uni universal language of, hey, leave me alone. Oh, hissing, okay. I'm hissing, I'm upset. Uh, don't eat me, <laughs> et cetera. These guys are very solitary. They don't really like the company of anyone, even their own kind. Uh, they prefer to be all alone. They do raise their babies, of course. That's the only time they're going to, they're going to come together for breeding, of course. And then they have Look their little her. babies. Their babies are called hoglets little hoglets um, and uh, they are born soft thank goodness for mom right and then eventually um, here in a few weeks I think their their spines get hard and these are just their hairs they cannot <laughs> shoot their their spines out or anything like that but it serves as armor for them and they tuck and roll and kind of like tuck their head away tuck their legs away of course unless they're wanting to stick their leg in the air like she was doing um, but that helps to keep her safe from all the predators in Africa and even the European hedgehog in Europe etc so very few predators eat hedgehogs because they're way too much to buy Bother with. Look at her. She's like showing off her new pedicure. I know. Look at my toes. <laughs> so these guys are awfully wiggly to hold. That's why I prefer to hold her like this until she's just not, you know, into it anymore. Um, what else about these guys? They are insect eaters. So their favorite food is termites and other bugs. In Africa, they live around termite mounds. If you've been to the zoo and other places that have replicant termite mounds, they're like very big mountain mountains mm -hmm. to animals. And the termites build them out of sand and dirt and their own saliva. <laughs> and then it makes like a huge giant um, anthill basically. And a lot of animals live underneath them in holes that the termites have made and dug and they'll live around them and eat the termites, but only at night. These guys only come out in the night. Huh. They're a nocturnal species. And like I said, they only have really few predators. The, the main predator is going to be the owl. 
Okay. And that's because the owl has the tools to be able to eat something so sharp if they want to. They don't really prefer a hedgehog because they're very hard to eat even for an owl. But owls have long toenails, right? And talons, <laughs> toenails that are talons. And they have a long beak that is a lot easier to eat an animal instead of a soft mouth. So these guys are really impressive to me that they can actually not get eaten by almost everybody. <laughs> Surely. Do you have any questions about no, it? No, I don't. <laughs> That's so silly. Um, so these guys, I a lot of times people like them for pets. Really? But I do not recommend hedgehogs for pets. I always want to say that because a lot of people want to go out and impulse buy wild animals and they see them on Instagram and they think, oh my gosh, that, that's a perfectly tame animal yeah. and it's domesticated. Um, they're not really domesticated. They're actually wild animals. And as you can see, she's already kind of over it. Yeah, she's a little, <laughs> They don't she last very feisty. long. They don't last very long with holding. They don't bite usually, but their spines do all the work for them. And they do get kind of cranky after a little bit of yeah. time. But she's so cute. They're also only out at night, so you'll never see them in the day. They will be tucked away. And if you disturb them, they'll be angry about it. Um, also, again, they don't, they're not social. They don't enjoy being held. Yeah. And a lot of people she's are actually happy. allergic to them. <laughs> so if you have never been around a hedgehog and you decide to adopt one or you have your kids adopt one and you guys have been handling them and then you check your hands, you might have a rash on your hands because some hmm. people are on contact allergy or con have contact allergies to them. Isn't that interesting? But they are a predator. They only eat um, like insects and lizards and smaller mammals than them, which is rare, um, but mostly insects. But they're not um, an herbivore at all. She's being so silly right now. They're really cute, <laughs> though, you guys. They have a great sense of smell. Have a long, skinny nose and big ears to hear with really well as well. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> and a tiny little beady eye, so terrible eyesight. But Aww. they get around at night by their sense of smell mostly. Not really, they're okay. And this is how hedgehogs usually act, by the way. They just want to be put down. Um, but uh uh, not not great at seeing at night. Nobody really is anyway, right? Except for a few animals that are nocturnal. But she's the opposite. She's got beady eyes. But she'll get around by feel, by smell, and hearing as well. Pretty cool. Did you guys out there have any hedgehog questions? I feel I like I have a few questions. Yes. How big can they? Oh, whoops. How big thing can they get? This is as big as Shirley's ever going to get. She's about three years old, which is middle aged for these guys. It is not old at all. Um, I'm sorry. It's not young at all is what I meant to say. Um, it's middle aged. So she's not going to do any more growing. Some African pygmy hedgehogs are a little bit smaller or bigger than her. She's kind of medium. Um, but she's, she's a good example of how they look. They're not going to get any bigger than this. And males and females are the same size. They don't really look any different. Hello, Nikki as my stepdaughter. Has the character Sonic make any impacts of any kind for the animal hedgehog, the hedgehog animal, like stereotypes, popularity, et cetera? Defin definitely popularity. I would say um, everybody knows what a hedgehog is. I'm gonna give her a break. Everybody knows what a hedgehog is due to cartoons, Sonic the Hedgehog, of course. But I think it's kind of a, sorry, Shirley, her door shut. It's kind of a negative thing in my opinion because it makes people think that they want one. So, uh, but um, it can be a positive, right? It can be a teaching moment saying, oh, you know, they're better in the wild or in zoos, things like that. Not necessarily hating on you guys if you have a pet hedgehog, it's okay. <laughs> Take the best care of your pet hedgehog that you possibly can, right? Do all of your research. They are very specialized. They need special diet. They need a very warm room to live in because they don't like cold. And uh, they kind of like to be left alone. And if you get a hedgehog that's grumpy, they're just going to be like that. It's kind of <laughs> like some cats. Like if you adopt okay. a kitten, they're usually kind of nicer and then they might grow up and be kind of a grumpy okay. but that, that's as bad as it really gets it's not too bad but it's not pleasant either okay. to hold them so uh, let me know if you want to know anything about them are they sharp 
absolutely. Their spines are needle sharp. Um, they do disperse well, um, you know, kind of uh, gently holding them as a collective, as opposed to like poking them. I would never like press down on her, obviously not, not to hurt her, but also not to hurt myself. So if you hold them almost like a bed of nails, like somebody laying on a bed of nails, mm -hmm. if you step on a bed of nails, it's going to hurt a lot more than just laying across. Nah. That makes sense. Yes. But if you hold them gently, it's not so bad. And then we just take breaks, right? Round child. Round child. <laughs> She's a little ham. Yes, she is. The little hissing noises that you heard or her language of saying, hey, please don't eat me. Um, what do hedgehogs, <laughs> why do hedgehogs poop every time they run? I know, right? So um, she has a wheel. Uh, Nikki's familiar with hedgehogs too. Um, she has a wheel to run on every night, kind of like a hamster wheel, but it's solid. It's mm -hmm. really important to give hedgehogs a solid wheel because their legs are so skinny. Okay. But if it's a, a, what do you call it, with the bars that mm -hmm. you see like rats run on, because rats can actually grab with their hands and feet. Most rodents can. Hedgehogs are not rodents. They're um, shrews. So they have their shrew-like mammals. So they have very skinny little kind of tiptoe feet so they can actually get their legs stuck in those um oh. wheels so it's a solid wheel but they run and go to the bathroom and oh. run and go to the bathroom kind of like a hamster in a ball okay uh -huh. you know what i mean like a solid plastic ball um there's usually poop in there so we give them baths at least once a week she actually got an extra bath today <laughs> to be on the show that way she's nice and clean you can see her clean foot yeah, that's what she, she was, was showing, showing her you. her little <laughs> pedicure right I don't know why they do that. I do know they poop a lot. That's another negative aspect about having a hedgehog for a pet is they poop all over you. And they don't Aww. Care. Yeah, fun. That's part of working with animals, right? Let me do it instead of your kiddos at home wanting a hedgehog. We hear that almost every single time I bring a hedgehog somewhere. Oh, I want one for a pet. I'm like, actually, let me recommend other animals for pets. Yeah. Cats and dogs, obviously. It's a great pet for most families, but do your research there and adopt, don't shop, right? I always encourage you guys to adopt and uh, maybe like a rabbit or a guinea pig is a much better choice because they're domesticated. Yeah. Okay, you guys, if you have any other questions about the hedgehog, please let me know. So adorable. Thank you. <laughs> Ali says, uh, my crested gecko just jumped on my phone while you were talking about spirit animals. Ah, maybe that's, that's your sign. spirit animal. <laughs> How funny. Anybody have questions over there? Will we switch animals? No, I... I... I think they're all that is here. okay sounds good thank you guys for joining us if this is your first time joining us hello welcome back to another once in a wild wednesday or welcome for your first time i'm here with april from live from the south side <laughs> don't forget to remind everybody and uh, she's our special guest today meeting our three animal uh what do we call them animal ambassadors sure <laughs> our animal guests today mm -hmm. special guest human special guest animals and for you guys over here animals for you as well um so let's go ahead and meet a reptile next what do you think all right let's do this i know you like snakes but do you like lizards oh he's cute so this is a species from <laughs> australia and you guys watching our show this is a brand new animal. We do have another one of these, and his name is Eddie, but this is actually Debbie. Debbie is a brand new bearded dragon that we just recently got donated to us just the other day. So she's brand new. She's actually living right over there next to you uh, for her for her quarantine uh, time, and then she'll move into the reptile room. So it's really important to quarantine your animals when they come in from another place just mm -hmm. to make sure everything's okay. She's actually already had her vet exam and everything else, and she's doing just fine. We don't anticipate any problems so i figured i'd introduce you guys why not to our new friend debbie the lizard would you like to pet her sure her on the back there oh look she's spiny very spiny another spiky animal not yeah. nearly as sharp as the hedgehog though a lot of people do have bearded dragons for pets as well always do all your research they actually do have um very special needs and health issues as well always make sure you have a veterinarian on on call or uh that's accessible to you if you would like a bearded dragon but they are wonderful calm lizards they are from australia this is an australian lizard natively and uh they're kind of found all over australia 
They are omnivores, which means they eat a little bit of everything, just like us <laughs> humans. We can eat salad and fruits and vegetables and meats, right? And her favorite meats are bugs, just like our hedgehog friend. Can y'all see her beautiful face? You can see why they call them the bearded dragon. Looks like they have a big beard. This is actually a girl bearded can you, dragon. Can you show her back? I can't show She's her back. She's a real, you really can't. I mean, you can see her color, She's obviously. kind of a red color. It, it doesn't look like in person. It's super pretty. Yeah, she's super red. Yeah. Um, and they do, in the care of humans, breed them for different colors. So I'm sure she was selectively bred for her coloration, which is yeah, pretty exciting. If pretty. you guys have seen Eddie, our other bearded dragon, he's a standard bearded dragon, just as cute, in my opinion. You can see her red beard. That's a good example. Um, But he looks totally different in coloration. Maybe you can see him afterwards okay. behind the scenes. Um, she's also unfortunately a little bit overweight <laughs> so we are going to be working on that no worries and it's okay um that does happen very commonly with bearded dragons because they'll eat anything you put in front yeah. of them because they're omnivores and they think that they're never going to eat again i guess kind of like some cats right <laughs> we're talking I think about that's, cats that's what happens when you move to san antonio all the tacos yes i think that's what happens. no more here. tacos for debbie <laughs> or little debbie uh, so we will be working on her on her um her, her body condition very soon but she is super cute <laughs> do you look like a lady that's funny. I saw that. <laughs> oh my gosh you're so funny yeah the bearded lady i know i didn't think about maybe we'll, we'll, we'll call her the bearded lady as well super cute these guys are really cool they're of course reptiles they're cold-blooded which doesn't mean they're like like cold-blooded it just means they don't have their own body temperature they take on whatever temperature is in the room or outside and they warm up by going into the sunlight or into something warm and they cool off by going back into the shade. And that's how they regulate nice. their own body temperature. It's really important for these guys to get a UV lamp or natural sun because they can't actually uh, develop correctly and have the right bone growth and development and they can't digest their food properly either. Oh. So not only do they need heat, they need the UV light as well. You can see her ears. She has those ear holes on the side of her head right there. It's not another eye. You can see her beautiful gold eyes, too, looking at you guys. Um, they have ear holes, so they can hear really well. They see very, very well as well. Way better than the hedgehog. <laughs> she can see clear across the room, clear across uh, the, the, um, the grasslands and the areas in Australia where they're from. They see very, very far away and in full color, which is pretty neat. They're also a diurnal animal. You know what that is? No. Diurnal is the opposite of nocturnal. So we're oh, diurnal species as well. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a lot in common. Super Omnivores, cool. diurnal. Well, that means they're going to be found roaming around in the daytime and sleeping at night. They'll mm -hmm. usually try to find somewhere safe to go sleep, either kind of uh, grabbing onto a tree branch and kind of like tucking away and blending into the tree. And the wild, they're not really red <laughs> like this. So they'll be brown and they'll look just like the side of a tree. Oh. And not necessarily a tall tree like that, but more of a tree branch, kind of like what she has over there. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like, you know, hugging the tree and then they'll go to sleep. Or they'll try to find somewhere safe. They have to be safe at night from predators, right? She's pretty. Thank you very much. Pretty color. What do you guys think out there? She's she is she is our brand new animal. This is a first for once in a wild Wednesday. You guys are getting to meet uh, little Debbie over here <laughs> for the very first time, and I'm sure she's going to be a frequent here on the channel and also in person as well. So, what do you what do you have? Uh, you have any questions about her? I don't. No questions. No. I tell you everything. Pretty, you know. Yeah, she's very <laughs> chill. She is very chill. Bearded dragons are known to be very calm uh, by nature. They can run when they want to, and they can actually run pretty fast. But they kind of see humans as no threat in the care of humans. They don't. They kind of adapt very well, especially. Yeah. <laughs> How much does she weigh? I don't know yet. We okay. literally just got her, and I haven't weighed her oh, okay. too much. <laughs> so she shouldn't weigh this much, and she should not. You guys can see her body condition. I don't mean to shame you. Uh, Debbie. Oh, she's <laughs> sucking it in now. <laughs> but her, her belly is a little bit big. 
And uh, if you guys have seen Eddie before, like I said, he's in much better body condition. We're going to work on that. Um, but I don't know how much she weighs. And uh, we don't really weigh our bearded dragons all the time. So I can't remember how much they weigh. <laughs> not, not too heavy. If you want to hold her, you actually can. So what I would do is kind of support both of set her legs. So it's one set of legs on okay. one hand. There you go. Show her to everyone. She's a little heavy. But yeah, she's just she's a little heavy. <laughs> you got a close up here. Yeah, show her over <laughs> like a there. Selfie. But she is actually a rehomed animal. Somebody actually turned her over to Once in a Wild a couple of days ago. Um, and that does happen quite often. Most of our animals nowadays are either like true rescues where they really needed help or it's a rehome type situation where people decide for whatever reason they would like to donate an animal to our zoo or find them a home. And we can actually find, um, if you guys have animals that you're trying to place, we may not be able to take every single animal that you guys need to place, but we can certainly help you because I have a huge network of zookeepers, animal experts, all sorts of animal enthusiasts that can give your animals a good home. So please don't like release your animals yeah. into the neighborhood or into the woods. Um, most of those animals have no idea what they're doing in the wild. In fact, our other bearded dragon is a true rescue where he was found wandering in a neighborhood. Oh, wow. That's and a good, Samarit good Samaritan actually opened their door and there's a bearded dragon on their porch. And luckily they knew enough about lizards, educate yourself, right? And they knew that it was not a local species. This is not a Texas native lizard, it's way too big. They, yeah. they don't get this big in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, but lizards. <laughs> lizards are pretty small here, actually. We have like horn lizards. I wanted to give a close up of her side. Of course. Look at her. her but see. they saw him and they actually had a- Oops, her little spines are Yeah, right there. there. So if you touch her there, they're actually soft. They are not, yeah, they're not sharp hard. at all. They're more for looks. Can you guys see those spines on the side? When they get upset, they actually puff out their entire body and look really big and scary. She doesn't have to make an effort with her body weight, but <laughs> but uh, normally they're gonna be pretty lean and then they will actually puff up really big and uh, look really wide and impossible to eat potentially, you know, to a predator. But they, they understood that it was not a native lizard and their neighbor is one of my friends that works in San Antonio Zoo. Oh, and she's in okay. the herpetology department, the reptile department. She's one of the like lead keepers over there. I think she's even higher up than that now. I do apologize <laughs> uh, for your, your exact position. But she was able to take him in and try to find the owner potentially. Maybe he just got loose, but nobody ever claimed Eddie. So Eddie got to come live with us too. Oh, a, nice. lot of our, a lot of our animals ended up <clears throat> that way. That's so interesting. Oh my gosh. Look at that She's beard. Pretty. So when they get upset too, their beard can turn dark black. Usually the boys do that because boys are a little more cranky than the girls. And in their um in the wild, they're usually going to live in like their own territory, defend their territory from other males, but let all the the girls into their territory, ah, okay. like all the girlfriends that they want or that I guess want to be there, and uh, chase away all the boys and keep all the girls to themselves. So not a monogamous species, but a lot of animals work that way. Um, sea lions work that way too. Mm. Sea lions have lots of girlfriends. And usually chase away the other males out of their territory. Oh, wow. <laughs> like one or two males, maybe. Congratulations. Once in a wild team, thank you very much. I don't know what you're congratulating me for, but thank you <laughs> in general. Adrian. Okay. Well, little Debbie is going to go back to rest in her travel enclosure. And then she'll go back to her enclosure afterwards. And she's been wonderful. Yes. And uh, you guys let me know if you have any questions. If you want to meet either one of these animals, maybe the hedgehog or the bearded dragon, please let me know if you want to meet them virtually or in person, of course. And so now I'm going to turn it over to you just for a couple of seconds. Okay. I'll go get the last animal for you guys. It's going to be a bird and another Australian bird or an Australian animal. She wasn't a bird. She's a reptile.
I'm actually going to bring the enclosure here. Okay. And then we'll work the bird from the enclosure. Okay. So if you could just talk to people while, sure. while they wait, why not? All right. <laughs> what else are you here for? Hi, <laughs> everyone. I'm I'm taking over the show. Yeah, go ahead. So we got to get once in a while over on the south side. Uh, we have a lot of events. I think uh, I think our families would totally enjoy this. I think it's a safe way and educational way for our families and our friends to meet all these these beautiful creatures. Oh, how pretty! Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> shut the door first. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah, we would love to collaborate. Yes, we definitely so have to you, do something. What do you think we should do for our collaboration? What do you have in I mind? No, hmm. I, I, like, I like the reptiles. <laughs> okay. We can mix it up though and do, I mean, whatever you guys want. Yeah. Animals. We have to do something. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready to meet the last animal? Yes. I'm going to get his food first because he's got to work Look, for he's ready. Look, he's ready. He's so excited. <laughs> so you guys, we're going to meet cute. another Australian native. It happens to be a bird, of course. You probably heard him and I already told you. So his name is actually Evie. Come here, Evie. Oh, good boy, Evie. This is Evie, but Evie's actually a male cockatiel. He's very friendly, so don't worry. Okay. Worst case scenario, he'll fly around the room or land on your head. <laughs> Step up. But he is usually pretty good for the camera. He really likes to work and he loves his rewards, which are his oh, treats. So Evie is a cockatiel. Um, they do look like this in the wild. They don't have. Uh, they do have special coloration, but he doesn't have that. He looks like a wild cockatiel, which is gray with white on his wings and a pretty yellow head and orange cheeks, which is my favorite part about how they look good boy don't flinch <laughs> don't flinch uh challenge right good boy he is fully flighted as you can see he can fly if he wants to and uh, he's working for his favorite food which happens to be seeds um seeds are just a sometimes snack for our birds they actually get a varied diet of different vegetables and pellets as well very healthy for them keeps them from getting too chunky as well because that's usually um a big problem for captive birds mm -hmm. is getting too heavy um mm -hmm. a lot of people do clip their wings we actually don't clip their wings. They can exercise a lot more by flying around. It's a lot of good exercise. So you let them fly around? Absolutely. Really? So they have that their own cool. room. They have their own room. They're actually put away at night so they can eat their dinner separately because we have several birds. And uh, during all day, for hours and hours, they're out in the, in the room to fly around in a safe space. And they're all not clipped, which is wonderful. They're actually a lot easier to take care of when they're not clipped okay. because they end up being less aggressive. Ah. Um, they have the option to leave if they want that to. That makes sense. Exactly. They so what if somebody's forcing and, yeah. you? Exactly. They have a lot more exercise yeah. and they have that outlet as well. I get so bored really easy, fun so I can relate to that. Yes, they do. <laughs> Birds are very, very intelligent like humans, and they do get bored very fast. Um, they're also very noisy, so please think twice or three times or four times before getting any sort of bird because they're very noisy. But Evie's a great bird. Aww. Evie can talk a little bit. I don't know if he will on camera, but the best way to see if he will is show him a mirror because his favorite thing is himself. Right, Evie? <laughs> okay, say something. What about a little kiss? That's cute. <laughs> He's like, oh my gosh, I found the most beautiful bird I've ever. Oh, there he, goes. he says, hi, Evie. Say it a little louder. Oh. <laughs> okay. You got to show them here. Oh, yes. <laughs> Can y'all see him? So he actually Cute. does talk quite a bit. He says quite a few words. We're still working. <laughs> We're still working on um, asking him to say words on on cue. 
Yeah. But he says like, hi. And he says uh, all the other animals names and calls them over. And he says, hi, Evie. I'm trying to think of what else he says. He sneezes. It's really Aww. cute. He does like a fake sneeze, etc. <laughs> do you want to see if maybe he'll land on your hand? I bet he will. Do you want to do it? So put a flat hand. Like so I'm going to put some food in your hand okay. and hold him nice and high for everybody oh. to see. Let's see if he'll do it. Go here. Good job, Evie. He's not usually very shy. He's not really um into being pet or or scratched or anything like that, like some other birds do. Okay. But that's okay. That's just not his love language. Some birds are like that. And uh but yeah, birds are messy. He's dropping food everywhere, oh, all yeah. over the place. Uh they do also go to the restroom about every five to ten minutes. Do you know why birds that fly go to the bathroom so often? Why? It's to keep them lightweight. They just get rid of it immediately so they can be nice and light and that's easier to fly. Flying is actually a lot of work and energy. It takes a lot of work and energy and uh, being lightweight is a lot easier. Birds in general are very, very lightweight. They're made of, they have feathers all over them. They have semi-hollow bones. Oh, he's got another treat on your hand. Very good. They have semi-hollow bones. Um, they're kind of like hollow, but with like a structure inside of it. So semi-hollow. They have less internal organs than uh, mammals and other animals like reptiles. So they're just designed to be lightweight. You ready? Good boy, <laughs> Evie. Good job. He's also in the parrot family, cockatiels, um, cockatoos, all the other, uh, those type of birds, right? They're going to be in the parrot family. You can actually tell by a couple features on their body. It's three features. One is going to be their beak. Their beak is curved downward and functions like a wrench to open up nuts and seeds. Um, the cockatiel has one of the um, weakest beaks of all the parrots, so their mm -hmm. bite is not very strong at all. But they still have the ability to bite a little bit. But they're they're a little bit weaker than most. Sorry, sorry, Evie, you're weak. <laughs> than most parrots. Most parrots, even little parakeets, budgies, parrotlets, have a very strong beak and they can bite you very hard. Um, he can't, so it's very nice. Um, but birds in general that are parrots have a strong grip, and they can even lift their entire body weight just by their mouth. That's pretty impressive. And then another feature is going to be their toes. So they have what we call zygodactyl toes, which means two toes in the front and two toes in the back. And most birds have three toes in the front and one in the back. If you pay oh. attention to like songbirds and grackles and things and pigeons, they have three and one instead of two and two. And that gives them a very strong grip to be in the tree and not get blown away. And also to climb trees and even use their foot for a little hand and have more dexterity that way. And the last thing is going to be their stance. So when birds like this that are parrots, they usually are resting. They're sitting up straight almost like a person. So I know he's like leaning all over the place right now, but when he's at rest in general, he's going to be sitting more up straight than or upright than other birds that are more pointed forward, like a toucan or a grackle. Or something I love like his that. color. Thank that you. That gray is pretty. I think so too. I think the gray is so it's pretty. Very pretty. And the and it's bright two, face. It's two different shades, isn't it? Kind of is, it's right? Got like the dark. Yeah, it is. Dark and light. Mm -hmm. Very beautiful. And he thinks he's beautiful, right? <laughs> you saw that. Um, and the orange cheeks and yellow face, the brighter, the better. And that's how he gets girlfriends oh, in the wild. Okay. But they don't have multiple girlfriends like the bearded dragon. They actually um, mate for life. So they're a monogamous species. So they'll find Aww. their mate. And as long as nothing happens to either one of them, they'll stay together for the rest of their life and raise babies together. They can have um, anywhere from two to about seven babies each mm -hmm. time they breed. And they'll both sit on the eggs. They'll both feed the babies. And take turns doing so and giving Aww. each other breaks. They're great little families. And uh, do you know what they feed their babies? What? It's not milk, right? Worms? No, it's not worms. These guys are actually herbivores. Oh, okay. I, I mentioned that before. They eat mostly seeds and nuts in the wild and okay. also vegetation. Um, in the care of humans, though, it's important to feed them far less seeds because they're not flying as much and exercising as much. 
You want to go back to her? What? She's got a tree. Oh my goodness. So what, what are you giving him? <laughs> so right now he's getting millet seed, which is a really tasty treat for sometimes for training, not every day. So it keeps, um, it's special to him because he doesn't see it every day. So as you can see, he really likes it. Um, but it's also good for them too for when it comes to being a treat. But these guys will feed their 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 babies the same exact food that they're eating, just pre-digested. Ah. So they will vomit into the baby's mouth. Yum. <laughs> and it'll be nice and warm, like formula for them or baby food. And that's how they feed their babies until they're weaned. And uh, they can fly away and be their own bird, right? But they're great parents. Most uh, most uh, parrots are very good parents. So let's uh, see who else Maybe has questions. Maybe he wants questions. to go back to mama over Maybe. Here. He wants to just keep working. Back and forth. Back and forth. Come here. Good boy. <laughs> let's see who else... Uh, She's very observant. Well, uh, Evie, oh, I thought maybe you were talking about the, oh, oh. hello. Uh, speaking of stealing the show, get back over here. <laughs> he was ready for his close-up, oh, Mr. DeVille. <laughs> so I think you were talking about the bearded dragon. Oh, my gosh, stop it. <laughs> uh, very observant. I saw that. Oh, I love it. That's fine. You can be there. I don't even know what you guys are asking. Oh, close up. Yep, a close up. Can Evie speak Spanish? <laughs> Not yet, but we can work on that. He can be a regular San Antonian, right? <laughs> hey, don't turn off the show. No, no. I told you. Come here. I told you they have a mind. Look at his hair. Look at his hair. It's like stuck up. So the crest that you see there. Come on, Evie. No, 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 no. Come on. Oh, so he sees his own reflection in the camera. So there's like a like a little piece of plastic on the camera. You are so silly. That's how birds are. They do whatever they want. So you have to basically convince them that they want to do the things that you want them to do for treats and rewards. That's part of animal training. Oh my gosh, we almost lost everybody. I know. He almost turned off the computer. Maybe. Maybe it's an opportunity. Nope. Guess not. He's just gonna stay out. That's okay. That's fine. So anyway, <laughs> uh, close up. Yes, he can't speak Spanish yet, but that would be pretty cool and impressive if he could. Some birds. I've heard a lot of Amazon parrots speak in Spanish. Oh, cool. uh, it depends on what the owners yeah, are doing. Yeah. yeah, they'll they'll mimic you. What else? Usually it's the male birds with the vibrant colors, but with the cockatiels, it looks to be a different story. <laughs> it's actually not. So he is brighter than a female cockatiel, actually. Um, so the females. Um, they're both gray. Um, the females actually have more of a gray face, though. Evie, you are not being <laughs> behaved today. I'm very embarrassed. So, um, the female cockatiels actually have a lot more gray and different, like kind of whites and grays mixed together on their face. So their face is not nearly as bright as the males. The males are brighter. So that is usually the case. Not every species of bird is like that, though. Some some females are just as brightly colored as the males. So the ones that you see in the care of humans, sometimes they're special colors too. I guess Evie's done. That's fine. I see what he did. He messed up my hair. Oh like my gosh. <laughs> so that mohawk on the top of his head that you guys saw is called a crest. And the crest is kind of like their eyebrows. It gives them expression. So it's going to show, show you. Yeah, he's doing just fine over there. Why do dragons wave? That's a great question. I saw this earlier. So the bearded dragon will actually do a wave. That's a form of communication. Um, they can wave as a submissive thing that they do. You want to come here? Oh, I thought you did. Never mind. Evie was acting like he wanted to come down, but I guess he's just having fun. He is having fun. He's hanging out on a ring light right now, shaking <laughs> it around if you can't tell. Um, but they, they do the wave to communicate. So say a bearded dragon wants to actually maybe fight another bearded dragon. If the second bearded dragon doesn't want to fight, they'll do a little like, they'll do a little, um, what do you call it? 
There you go. I like that better. You can hang out on my shoulder. How about that? I like that. They'll do a little wave as to kind of wave the white flag. That's what mm. a bearded dragon will do. They can also wave as a sign of, hey, I like you as a boyfriend for the girls. The girls can actually wave at their boyfriend and mm. say, hey, I'll be your girlfriend. So there's different reasons. <laughs> what else? I don't want to miss any of y'all's comments, but I might. <laughs> okay. I think we got to most of them, right? Yeah. So they look different from the ones in the wild, like most, yes. So Eevee is actually the natural color that a cockatiel is seen like in the wild. Um, they're gray with the yellow head and the orange cheeks and the white on their wings. And that's about it. Um, but in human care, they come in all different colors, white, uh, yellow. We have a couple of yellow cockatiels named dandelion and uh, sunflower and Eevee, of course. Anyway, <laughs> what a hot mess. <laughs> you guys cute. are getting you guys are getting the blooper show and I'm sure we'll get lots of views for the show. <laughs> That's okay. Oh yeah, especially with the bird on my head, I'm sure. I'm sure my family's just laughing at this right now. <laughs> So Sunny, um, I see your question, Ali. Sunny is actually, we think, a male. Um, and we have Dandy, who we think is a female. Um, and they are Lutinos, which sounds like Latino, but it's Lutino. And it is a form of albino. But there are several albino-type um, cockatiels in the care of humans as well. Okay, you guys, we better we better end the show shortly before <laughs> a disaster ensues again. <laughs> I think Evie's in a good spot. He's eating my earring now. Birds. <laughs> Let me cover my earring really quick. <laughs> Don't eat my earring. That doesn't feel good. You're being silly. Anyway, well, it was wonderful having you on the show yes! today and very entertaining. Yes, it thank was. Thank you, Evie, and thank you, um, uh, little Debbie and Shirley, the hedgehog, of course, for being here. Thank you, you guys, for being here, to you guys. And uh, we hope to see you next week, of course. Let me know if there's anything else you want to tell our audience about you guys and no, what you have going on, um, any, any special I'm, events coming up. I'm or... looking forward to collaborating with okay, you guys wonderful. and getting you out of the South Side. So that's what we're going to do. So we're yes. going to look forward to that. Our next public event that I can remember is going to be our Bippity Boppity Boo Fest, which is going to be over at the San Antonio Botanical Gardens. Oh, We're collaborating cool. with Once Upon a Party yet again, uh, one of the best companies in town. You guys should all hire them for your parties and entertainment as well, in addition to us, right? <laughs> um, but they're actually cosplayers that that do all the Disney characters. Oh, fun. And they do the Marvel characters and Harry Potter oh, as well. And for Halloween, fun. we're going to have, well, it's the Bippity Boppity Boo Fest, Boo, right? And it's going to be on the 29th of October. You can find that at onceinawild.com. It is pre-sales for tickets. Okay. So make sure you buy your tickets ahead of time. I believe there'll still be some at the door if there's any left. Um, but it's limited. <laughs> no, sir. We're not going to be. I'm just making sure he doesn't turn off my computer. That's why I'm doing that, you guys. Just so you know. Now he's on my head. Oh, Evie. This, this is fun. You're being ridiculous. <laughs> Sometimes animal shows are crazy. Uh, thank you, Ricky, for the encouragement. You feel great job, guys. Both of us. Thank Creepy you. Crawlies. Great show. Thank you very much. Didn't realize there was multiple types of albino birds. Yeah, there's different types of, they have the red eyes, right? So there's different types of albino, just like snakes. They come in all sorts of albino morphs and colorations. It yes, Evie is a ham. Thank you guys for having me on and You're for welcome. watching. Uh, if you want to connect with me via social media, look me up on Facebook, Twitter, on, and Instagram at uh, Southside SATX and April May Media. I'm easy to find. Or, or just website. Google me. I'm yeah, easy, you can I'm easy to find. Uh, us too. You can Google yeah. us too. Same, same. <laughs> so yeah, Google her, Google me. 
that's yeah. where you can connect with us. There's her website though down below. And it was good seeing you guys over here. Yes. And if you haven't already, make sure and follow uh, us at Once in a Wild Zoo on Instagram, Once in a Wild on Facebook, and Once in a Wild Zoo on YouTube. We could use some more YouTube subscribers these days. And that's a free way you can help us out. Otherwise, you can actually choose to donate via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal, or Amazon Wishlist and get Evie some food because <laughs> he needs more food. Um, and uh, that's found at onceinawild.com as well as all the donation links at Once in a wall.com as well oh before anything else happens we better say goodbye bye and it's been wonderful and let's go ahead and play our extra bye guys bye guys we are not